but I always tell new parents this. Get yourself, just like you have your OB doctor, you have a pediatrician lined up, get yourself also a lactation specialist lined up. Someone that's going to give you a specialized care plan. Someone that is going to know you and what your breastfeeding goals are and what your family breastfeeding goals are. So I wanted a breast milk storage bag that was going to be plastic free, of course, because breast milk has to be heated. It's sometimes, not all babies take it heated, but some take it cold, but breast milk has to be heated. So I needed something that was going to be able to withstand high heat. So it was high heat tolerant something that obviously is not going to be leaching all kinds of yucky chemicals in the baby's milk because they're going to be getting this milk six to eight times a day in a bottle and I wanted something that was going to be nice and sturdy and durable that could last you beyond just the breast milk the breastfeeding stage and silicone is an amazing material because it's very inert it's naturally bacteria resistant it's hyperallergenic and it's high heat tolerant so it checks all of these boxes right and the other amazing thing about it is that when I was designing the, the bag, I wanted something that could go from breast milk to food to snack bag for the baby. Welcome to Mindful Businesses presented by Sarani and I'm your host, Vidya Ayer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands that are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we talk with Nikki Ramsey, founder and CEO of Genobi, eco-friendly, reusable breast milk storage bags. She joins us from West Lafayette, Indiana, our home base. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much for having us. We are so excited to be able to speak to your listeners. Yes, and we are probably half a mile away from each other at this point. Yes, that's so amazing that we're so close. When they say it's such a small world, truly it is. Yes. We record this episode at a time when there is a baby formula shortage nationwide in America. And the first question people may ask is, why can't these women just breastfeed their infants? As we know, many women are unable to breastfeed. Maybe due to medical conditions, lack of adequate paid maternity leave. What are the difficulties women face just to be able to breastfeed their babies? Many breastfeeding women, when they're returning to work from maternity leave, they have to really have a very supportive work environment from both their boss and then also their coworkers. That way, it can really foster a long journey as far as like breastfeeding past the age of one years of age. Because if you're not going to have a supportive work environment, that means that you're going to have a less probability of having breastfeeding not very long. So you may end up having to quit breastfeeding at three or four months when it's time for you to head back to work. Yeah. And some women cannot breastfeed because maybe their infants, the newborns are in um, neonatal facilities because they're prematurely born, or some women have to take medications, which they are not able to breastfeed. Absolutely. So you make a really great point on that. If you have a baby that's born prematurely and they have to go to the NICU, of course, the mom has to now pump breast milk for the baby and take it to the NICU. And that brings in more challenges in addition to already worrying about their low birth weight baby. And then for some women, like you said, if you have anatomical issues that are going on with the breast, then that can cause issues with milk production and milk supply. These all 
play a huge role in just having women in general have like a successful breastfeeding journey. It takes a team effort, the physician, the lactation consultants, and then of course, where our company comes in at is making sure also that they have safe, sustainable options to put their breast milk in. Things that are going to be plastic free and not full of harmful chemicals. I remember I had my babies almost 27, 28 years ago, and the support structure was not as prevalent as it's available right now. I remember there was one nurse who was a pediatric nurse, saw women struggle and was actually getting trained to become a lactation consultant. And I remember asking her, what is a lactation consultant? (laughs) Because it was so new in the 90s, you know, um, mid 90s. But now women are given these support networks in terms of other women also who breastfeed and who are able to breastfeed on who want to breastfeed their kids. Yes. And I tell any new parent this, and, you know, like right now, or we're recording this in 2022, and there's a formula shortage within the United States. The East Coast has been hit really hard. And of course, like online, people are flooding online. But I always tell new parents this, get yourself just like you have your OB doctor, you have a pediatrician lined up, get yourself also a lactation specialist lined up because it makes sense, right? Breastfeeding is very hard. It's a lot harder than what people think it is. It's not just as easy as just like popping a baby on the breast. Like baby and mom, especially new moms, are having to learn this new thing. The body has to be able to learn what it's going to be doing as well. So I always recommend getting a lactation specialist, someone that's going to give you a specialized care plan, someone that is going to know you and what your breastfeeding goals are and what your family breastfeeding goals are. Because not just the woman breastfeeds, right? Like the husband also has a big uh, pivotal part in the journey as well. Making sure the bottles are prepped, making sure all the pump parts are clean. So doing all these things, feeding the baby whenever you have to get rest. So I always recommend that any new parent, they are getting their lactation specialist lined up as well. And I wish it was something that was kind of like talked about more, especially at the OB appointments. Just like we talk about getting you know who the pediatrician is going to be for the baby. Who's going to be your lactation specialist if you plan on breastfeeding? Because it's going to be a hard journey. And breast milk is demand and supply related. So if the baby demands more, the mother's body will produce more. And I remember when the babies have their growth spurts at four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, it is exhausting because you're nursing the baby that 24, 36 hours almost continuously while the body catches up to fulfill the baby's hunger and needs at that point in time. So information such as these, the lactation specialist could share with the mothers who are exhausted, frustrated, and they think that it's only them, it's a problem with them, and maybe the other moms are not having a similar issue. So this sort of brings to the mother the fact that it's not only them, there are many other moms have similar issues. Yes, it definitely is a, whenever you're breastfeeding, a lot of people think that, oh, I'm the only one dealing with this. I'm the only one that's dealing with a baby that can't latch, or I'm the only one that's dealing with mastitis, which is an infection that can happen and it can be really challenging to breastfeed. But find out that there's this big community of women that actually we're all going through the same thing. And Thankfully, in 2022, we can talk about it. You know, it's something that's socially acceptable and we can talk about it and we can really be there, support 
for each other just because, like I say, it's a very hard journey and you don't have to suffer in silence, which is the beautiful thing of online communities. And we've come a long way. We actually have restrooms in the malls where there is a chair where a woman can sit and breastfeed. I have nursed my baby in dressing room because there was no other place I would go in the dressing room and uh, nurse my babies. And somebody would knock on the door like, why are you sitting there for <laughs> half an hour or 40 minutes, depending on how old the babies were? Yeah. So we have come a long way in fulfilling the basic human need of a child being fed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Thank God for technology and just for innovative minds. <laughs> <laughs> There are other advantages of breastfeeding. Some are not completely proven. They say that the IQ levels of the kids get enhanced or cognitive abilities. But some are pretty well known, like the BMI index or the antibodies that the baby gets from being close to the mother or even being fed breast milk through the bottle. Yes. Isn't it amazing how wonderfully made God created the body to be able to produce antibodies, to be able to help your baby fight infections? And even if baby is not latching directly to the breast, they're able just being close and snuggling with the baby, holding the baby, doing skin contact, it will still trigger to your body when it's time to create those necessary antibodies in the breast milk. Because breast milk changes throughout the day. It changes based on what the baby's needs are. So it's amazing. <laughs> it's a lot of work on the mother because I read a statistic which said that breastfeeding a child or solely breastfeeding a child is equivalent to a full-time job, almost 1,500 hours a year to 2,000 hours a year. Yes, that is correct. Approximately 1,800 hours is what is spent on breastfeeding. And as you know, what a typical you know 40-hour work week is, 52 weeks out of the year, one of the things that I feel like People think, oh, like she's just breastfeeding. But no, like breastfeeding is literally a full-time job. Like you're hooked up to a pump or a baby at all times for the first year. <laughs> and I do want to bring out a point. This episode is not to shame the mothers into breastfeeding. We want to be supportive of the choices that the mom decides to make. Either breastfeed the infant or feed formula or any other product that they want to, but we want to also be a source of information and support for women who choose or and are able to breastfeed. Yes, you make a really good point. So we have the fed is best model just because although I am a breastfeeding mom, I also was a formula feeding mom. So we did both, right? And you see that a lot in the breastfeeding community. Like I said earlier, if you have a, an employer that may not be as supportive, right? So you may see a drastic drop in your milk supply. Everything's going well while you're at home with the baby, 24-7 with the baby. But once you transition back to work from maternity leave, you see like a complete drop in your supply, maybe because you're in meetings all day and you can't pump or you're not able to just pump and empty effectively. So some moms tend to supplement with baby formula. It's very normal and very known in the breastfeeding community, especially if you have a mom who's working outside of the house and she may not have that uh, support from her employees. And also the mom's nutrition. You know, it's really important that the mom get nutritional food for the baby to get the nutrition. I remember like they say they're the baby's they don't like the taste of some foods that the mom moms eat. Like, for instance, they like garlic. Yeah, oh, wow. 
apparently and it passes through to the <laughs> breast milk and so like one of the things my mom would give me is garlic to be able to oh wow enhance milk for the baby oh i didn't realize garlic helps with breast milk production yes oh okay thank you for sharing that so let's talk about your journey you're a mother of two kids yes i'm a wife and a mother and I was working as a traveling therapist at the time that I had the idea for Janobi. My baby had a tongue tie and lip tie. And as a result of the tongue tie lip tie, he was nursing all the time. And I was going through thousands of these single-use plastic breast milk storage bags. I was traveling to seven sites in Indiana and I was looking for an option that was going to be plastic free and lightweight because I didn't want to have mason jars, but I needed something that was going to be reusable because I was going through so many of the plastic breast milk bags and the product didn't exist. I went to where all millennial and Gen Z's go, which is Google search bar and of course Amazon. And I saw all these other options for reusable bags, but I didn't see anything for breast milk because breast milk, typically women store them in either four to six ounce increments. So I needed something that could be stored, you know, in small increments. I didn't see it. I would see like sandwich bags or sous vide bags for your steaks, but did not see breast milk bags. So I got with an attorney and we created it. And the rest is like just so amazing because it just took off. So what's so special about yours? Like describe a bag. Like I am on your website right now and I see this really yes cool bags and ver- various colors. So describe the features. So I wanted a breast milk storage bag that was going to be plastic free, of course, because breast milk has to be heated. It's sometimes not all babies take it heated, but some take it cold, but breast milk has to be heated. So I needed something that was going to be able to withstand high heat. So it was high heat tolerant, something that obviously is not going to be leaching all kinds of yucky chemicals in the baby's milk because they're going to be getting this milk six to eight times a day in a bottle. And I wanted something that was going to be nice and sturdy and durable that could last you beyond just the breast milk, the breastfeeding stage. So I landed on this product called silicone and silicone is an amazing material because it's very inert. It's naturally bacteria resistant. It's hypoallergenic and it's high heat tolerant. So it checks all of these boxes, right? And the other amazing thing about it is that when I was designing the, the bag, I wanted something that could go from breast milk to food to snack bag for the baby because let's face it parents are spending all this money on baby products and we wanted them to be able to have something that they can use just beyond the infancy stage and this product does just that so this is almost like a ziploc bag which has measured marks of two ounces four ounces six ounces yes which can be later used as say your cheerio uh, snack ziploc bag Endlessly reusable, endlessly with so many different possibilities. And honestly, like adults even use them as well, just because, I mean, it's better to get one of the little Janobi bags versus going to a store, say, for example, one of these big box stores and getting those rectangular snack bags that you're going to go through hundreds of those and just keep reusing them. You can get a little Janobi bag, which is the size of those little snack bags and reuse those endlessly. And the other frustrating thing about the plastic bags, which you would pour your breast milk and then freeze it or do all this, they wouldn't stand up. Yes. So these bags, they stand up. Yeah. It's so hard for you to pour the milk from the pump to the pouch. Yes. And these bags, they, of course, they stand up right. You can lay them flat when they're, when they're outside of your, of your breast pump bag to lay them flat because we do want moms to be able to freeze their breast milk flat because... I thought about 
What about these moms that have a lot of breast milk and they want to freeze their breast milk in the Janobi bag? They can just take their breast milk bar out of the bag and reuse it over and over and not buy any more plastic bags to freeze their milk in. So does this connect to the pump itself? Yes, you can buy in a separate adapter that will allow you to, to connect directly to the breast pump so you can pump directly into the bag from your pump. Oh, that's amazing. So you can, if you have enough bags, you could have six or eight bags for the day and have it uh, ready. Yes. Typically, if you're going to be, if your mom who's like going to be storing a large amount of breast milk, now we have other products that are on our website that help for people that are oversuppliers or undersuppliers, just enoughers. You can freeze your breast milk in our Janobi bag if you're going to be doing, say, for example, the milk bar milk stash method. And we also have these one ounce milk storage trays that will allow you to freeze breast milk just in one ounce increment. So you're not having to freeze an entire four or five ounces for those babies that are kind of picky and not too sure if they want to take a bottle of four ounces of milk or not. So now we have other options that are out there. But the cool feature that I love is that our breast milk storage bag is the only breast milk storage bag that is like can freeze flat really flat and it's stash friendly. So meaning when I say freezer stash friendly, if you have a mom and she wants to store, say for example, over 500 ounces of breast milk, which you know is a lot of breast milk and that's a lot of plastic bags. All she needs is about eight Janobi bags and she can get that accomplished with eight bags. And you mentioned milk bar. What is that? When you freeze the Janobi bag flat, you make a milk bar with the Janobi bag, right? Oh, like an ice cream bar. Yes, like an ice cream bar, pretty much, is you take the milk bar out of the Janobi bag and then you can put it inside of a larger silicone bag. And that's how you can stash your milk from now. So instead of using nine or 10 single-use plastic bags for each brick that you make, you're going to use just one bag now. Yeah, I get it. So you freeze it in the smaller bags and transfer it into the bigger bags so you have more than... How many does that store? You could uh, fit between seven and eight milk bars. So that's seven or eight plastic bags that you're not using anymore. Breast milk in general, how long can it stay at room temperature, in your freezer, and in your refrigerator? According to the CDC, breast milks can stay at room temperature for up to four hours, of course, in the refrigerator for up to four days. And if you are not going to use it within four days, the CDC recommends to transfer the breast milk from the refrigerator to the freezer. It can stay in a regular freezer for up to six months. It can stay in a deep freezer for up to 12 months. So that brings me to the point where many mothers who want to feed their kids breast milk and are unable to... Do we have an exchange program in the United States? It didn't exist when my babies, but I hear there are some others now available. Yes, there are many different sorts of options for parents that may not be able to breastfeed. So you have, of course, your milk banks, which those are in most of your major cities. And Indiana has also options for parents that are for human babies. You can uh, get breast milk through there. Of course, if you have a friend who's even breastfeeding, you can get breast milk from a source like a relative or a friend or something. And all this is legal right now. Yes, this is all legal. So nothing is really, the, the milk banks are regulated by the FDA. So those things have to be more regulated when you're going through like milk banks. But as far as human milk for human babies and doing like milk donors, those things are free to kind of exchange breast milk. And it's not something that has been regulated right now. Just if you're thinking about doing milk donor I always recommend to speak to your physician, of course, and then 
making sure that the person has the appropriate test, making sure that, that the breast milk has been tested appropriately and as well as the individual that you're receiving the breast milk from. You know, all of your panel of tests and making sure that, you know, they're free of disease and, of course, not taking any medications that can interfere with the breast milk, which, tra- which transfers in the milk to the baby. I wanted to step back and talk a little bit about your design process. How did you come up with the design? You know, most people think of a storage as a container, a bottle, but yours is a pouch. How did you think about it? Breast milk bags exist before our reusable option, except they were in the plastic form. So I knew I wanted something that looks really similar to what's already in the market as far as bag, like the look of a bag and the ounces that it needed. So I took my pen and paper and I just, you know, got to drawing and I reached out to an engineer and the engineer was able to give me a computer animated drawing. And from that computer animated drawing, I was able to send it to a factory and the factory sent me a prototype. It was a beautiful prototype, the factory that we were working with now. It is quite a lengthy process. It's not just, you know, like I'm saying, it makes it sound really easy, but we had to go through several prototypes to land on the right one to make sure that the a slider that goes across our breast milk bag isn't going to leak. It's it's nice and tight. So, you know, it took a while. (laughs) So did you have any experience in running a business prior to this? Never. I actually have a master's degree in communication sciences and disorders. So I don't have any experience with running a business. Honestly, like I use my Google search bar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of impressed how you were able to even convince a manufacturer to manufacture a prototype for you because, you know, nobody's going to take a person emailing from this little little town in West Lafayette, Indiana to wherever it is saying that, hey, can you please make this iteration? Oops, it didn't work. And can you make another batch of these for me to test? How did you convince them? Of course, like our manufacturer, actually, like you would be surprised how how it is with how the internet has made things super accessible. So the internet has made things accessible as far as with reaching out to manufacturers directly now. And pretty much manufacturers, you know, they have a business that they have to run. And and if you are a paying customer, then of course they probably want to listen to you. I reached out to the manufacturer and I explained to them what exactly I was doing. And then the gentleman responded back to me and he was, Hey, send us over your computer animated drawing and we'll look at it and see and give us a quote. They're pretty fast. Like overseas, like they'll have you a quote back in the day. Like they're fast. They mean business. Let me tell you. Of course he had the quote back like right away. And he said, we can get you a prototype done. It'll probably take about four to six weeks to get it done, but we can get your prototype and then we'll send it over to you to get it approved and everything. And Once I knew we were very serious about it, I mean, it's not that hard now, 2020, 2021, 2022 to to, to do that. Like, I don't know. I guess like companies, they have to make money. So if you're a paying customer, they'll listen to you. (laughs) When you say overseas, are your bags made in China or? Yes, our bags are made in China. So originally we wanted the bags to be made in the U.S., but honestly, what you're saying, we didn't get the U.S. manufacturer that really took us serious. So we went somewhere where they did take us serious. <laughs> and in China, they are amazing at manufacturing, like skilled professionals. And they have amazing engineers over there as well that can do some amazing design work. You know, even though the U.S. manufacturer kind of, you know, ghosted us a little bit, we were like, whatever, we're just going to go overseas 
And I did some research on companies that had silicone products that were similar to our products. So I was like, let me reach out to them and see like, if they're willing to like give me a contact to the manufacturer. This is unheard of. People typically do not give you their contact to the manufacturers. And this company that I reached out to did. So I was like, okay, let me go to the store so I can get their product so I can see how the manufacturer makes the product now. So I went to a boutique here in Lafayette and I got the product that of the company that I had reached out to. And I was like, man, this is a, this product is so, it's beautiful. It's so designed, it's designed nicely, just quality. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, you want to work with you guys? Do the prototype. That's amazing that, and you make it actually sound very simple, but I am sure that you were an extremely persistent mom who said, I have to bring the solution to other moms. Yes, it was entrepreneurship. The journey can be a lonely journey, what I'm finding. That's why I do enjoy the community aspect of social media because entrepreneurship can be lonely and, you know, doing these things, even like having podcasts, going on Instagram live, going on TikTok live, making videos and connecting with people. It does help to provide a level of just camaraderie and it makes it to where you're not so lonely on the journey. But yes, I was very persistent and I made sure that we could see this product come to life to help parents around the world because it's not just an issue for a mom in West Lafayette, Indiana. I quickly found out that it was an issue for moms around the world. We have one of our biggest distributors is in Australia and she distributes to Australia and New Zealand, these my, our milk bags. And we have other distributors in Canada, in the Canadian market, in Chile, in Brunei. The Chile, she's in a distributor, she's a wholesaler, but... So do you test these products that to make sure that they don't leach and don't lose nutrients and say what they are supposed to do? Like Yes. When we were looking at the best product to use, whether it's glass, stainless steel, plastic, or silicone, glass and silicone were like the two options that made more sense, right? So when you think about glass... When you think about silicone, glass is like a sister pro- or silicone is like a sister product to glass, if that makes sense. It has a lot of the same sand and oxygen. I needed something, like I said, that was not going to be made with like any sort of like polypropylene or anything in those chemicals. The other thing that we do too is we make sure that our manufacturer, we have independent testing. And of course, like the silicone is FDA approved. It's uh, approved by the Food and Drug Administration, but also the factory they have to have their products tested as well. So our products do go under like pretty stringent testing and making sure that they don't have any lead in them. And it's a pretty uh, stringent process. I think one of the important things that your product is doing is is giving women access to be able to work outside their homes, access to for just maybe a night out with her girlfriends. Yes, definitely being able just to have access to uh, sustainable options for your baby's food is a game changer in itself. (laughs) That's one of the reasons why moms just love the product so much. So are these products dishwasher safe? Yes, the breast milk storage bags are dishwasher safe, they're microwave safe, um, they're freezer safe, and of course they're high heat tolerant, so they can withstand high heat for repeated use. How much do they cost approximately? Our four-pack uh, reusable breast milk storage beds retail at $34.99 and our two-pack retails at $19.99. Though it seems like a lot just for two bags or four bags, but people should remember this is a one-time purchase for the next two or three years of the child's life. 
Yes. So typically, if you're going to buy the single-use plastic milk bags, those are, I mean, some of them are up to upwards of $17 for 100 bags. So think about that. I mean, you're spending so much money and you're going through like a lot of these bags every month. <laughs> With Janobi, although you're, you're spending a little bit more of a premium price for them, you're going to be able to keep them throughout the lifespan of the child. And then also you're going to be able to use them endlessly. I thought of something in terms of access for women to your bags. Can women use food stamps or WIC purchase dollars to buy your bags? Currently, our milk storage bags, you can use your FSA. So if you have like flex spending, because those products are fall under the Affordable Health Care Act, any like breastfeeding products can. And then of course, like we don't take WIC or food stamps, but that's also an option maybe that we could explore with getting some sort of a contract with WIC because WIC, you know, they are trying to be a good proponent of formula feeding and breastfeeding. So that's an option that we can um, explore with WIC. I learned about you and your product because our local papers were talking about you winning or presenting at the Shark Tank. Did you win some investment dollars there? Yeah, so we were able, we we're very privileged to be able to go on ABC Shark Tank and we were able to get a shark with Emma Greed. She's an amazing investor. Shark Tank was such an amazing experience because, I mean, you have thousands of people that apply to the show. And for someone, you know, in West Lafayette, Indiana, like, and then of course it's a breast milk product and you don't really, it's becoming more mainstream to talk about breastfeeding. So to have this breastfeeding product and this, young lady, of course, myself from West Lafayette, Indiana, have this opportunity to present to the sharks to give them an opportunity to invest in our company was a dream come true for us as an entrepreneur, but I'm sure it would be for any entrepreneur though. How did you prepare for it? Did you have mentors? Because, you know, you have, what, five, seven minutes to do the pitch? On the show, it, it, it kind of makes it seem like it's brief, but you get a little bit longer. Um, of course, like the show's edited and it's edited down to fit several rounds of entrepreneurs in on one episode. But, you know, I sent in, I, I sent my application in to Shark Tank and I heard back from them and they were like, hey, you know, like, let's do the video. So I was like, okay, let's send the video in. And I was just like blown away that they were so interested in our story and just interested in learning about us and our products. So that was amazing. So what are your next steps? What's next for Janobi and what's next for Nikki? Yeah, so Janobi, we're planning on um, expanding our international and retail distribution and just continuing to grow our e-commerce online presence. And what's next for me is really focusing on ways that I can continue to just grow the company in a positive way to where we can scale and, you know, just continue growing. It's growing so fast. Thank you again and wishing you all the best. Nikki, thank you for coming on Mindful Businesses. Thank you so much for having us. It has been an absolute pleasure. You're listening to Mindful Businesses with Vedya Hayer. We'd love to hear from you. Send a voice note with your questions or comments to info at mindfulbusinessespodcast.com. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcast. If you learned a thing or two from this episode, share it with one friend. We recorded this podcast in Lafayette, Indiana. Theme music was composed by Tatum Gale. Our marketing assistant is Caitlin Milligan, and our advisors are Jim Stone and Anupama Pashricha. This is Vedya Ayer with Mindful Businesses.